Ishiro-san, how are you doing there? Takahashi, as I live and breathe. It's always good to talk to you, my friend. I know whatever you got is gold. Right. So, I was thinking, um, kids are getting all crazy about these comic book movies. They love them. Right. And they really like it when their their characters are, are really dark and brooding. Ooh, the best kind. So, what I'm thinking mm-hmm. is that we take uh, what Christopher Nolan guy is doing and we get our own DC guy. Now, I don't want this to end up to be like another no retreat, no surrender type situation. Or Turtles 3. Right. Right. So, we've got... A focus group who's going to help us kind of hone this in. Now, we've only got the rights to this one character, so we really got to sell these kids on this character. That was a lot but, of kids because uh, I'm, I'm not good with kids. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to level with you. One of them is like my niece. All right, I should be okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you said, uh, uh, Brenda, could you send the, the focus group in? Yeah, both of them. Hey, kids, how are you doing? Oh, well. Okay, listen, right, you got enough sugar, 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 just calm down. Takahishi, sit down. Okay, sit Okay, right. sit your asses okay. on the floor. Okay. Can I get a water or something? Thank you. In a minute. Okay, so kids, you guys like comic book movies, right? Yeah. Good. Alright. And and you like what that uh, the new Batman movies, how they're really dark and gritty? Yeah! Excellent. How would you like it if that movie, we took all of the, the, the uh, yappity-yap, Christopher Nolan, talkity-talk, character development stuff, cut all that out, shrunk it down to, say, about mm, 78 minutes? That yeah! sounds amazing! That's like three episodes of Pokemon! Right. What's a Pokemon? Oh my god, that's the greatest. There's a Pikachu and there's a Bulbasaur and there's a Charmander and one of them just fire out of his <laughs> mouth. Takahishi, shut up! Okay, so we're, we're going to do that. And, and and we know that another thing that you kids really like is old-timey westerns, right? Yeah! We do? <laughs> I, I you do. do. Trust me, you do. My, my dad likes to watch them. Grandpa watches there you them. Go. Grandpa you, do. Watch you could go with your dad. There you go. And it would be like a father-son bonding experience. I'm not a boy. Yeah, that's cool. I'm not talking to you, Takahishi. If you don't stop talking, I'm going to tell your mother you were misbehaving. <laughs> okay, so we're going to make a movie about everyone's favorite DC character. Hey, kids! It's not, it's not Batman or He-Man. Tell them who it is. What? Jonah Hex. Who? Jonah Hill? The guy from Superbad? No, not Jonah Hill from Superbad. Jonah Hill's gonna be Batman? No! What's... No! It's not Batman! You better start working listen. out! It's... Right, it's... Listen. I can't... I can't Tacky, do... I can't handle You kids. and your friend, here. All I need you to do is fill out those comment cards mm-hmm. saying that you would be absolutely willing to see a shortened Christopher Nolan DC movie starring Jonah Hex. And that once you do that... That's when the money rolls in. Yay! Said it! Anything Ooh. for my favorite uncle who gives me gummy bears! How do you spell cinematic abortion? Uh, just just cross it out and put garbage fire. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want those gummy bears? 
Yeah? And then you're gonna put what I'm telling you to put. Okay. I'm still waiting for that water, by the way. Brenda, can you send in some water and some gummy bears? You know when I pick a movie That's when I'm under pressure now The question always comes back to me What were they thinking now? What's up? What's up? What is up? Hey, everyone. It's time for another episode of What Were They Thinking? Mm-hmm. I'm Nathan. I'm... <laughs> Didn't even wait for the I'm Brendan. You I like always it. get to go go-getter. first. I'm sorry. I Do just you want to intro the next one? I, I just entered this one. I'm Nathan. Okay. <laughs> and I'm Brendan. There you go. You know, to be fair, when I write the, to be to be fair, fair, when I write the description, I always put your name first. Okay. Because I'm a, because I'm a, I'm a kind soul. Okay. But today, this week, we're talking about a very important film in cinematic history. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we could not do this alone, Nathan. No, we could not. We could, but it would be more difficult because this movie is uh, short, and I feel like it would be a ten-minute episode. Joining us is returning guests. Steve and Izzy from mm-hmm. everything I learned from movies. Woo! Yeah! Hey, hey kids. Uh, I was going to say, you guys can drop your kid voices. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. Steve, what are you doing? I was trying to play our intro music. <laughs> oh. Alright, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interrupting the national anthem. Steve and Izzy are here. Okay. So it begins. <laughs> this is, aka, this episode is the revenge of Steve Kondrick. <laughs> I said your last name on the air. <gasps> oh no! They're gonna. Why'd you say it. that name? <laughs> Russian bots are coming after you. Um. Steve so would you guys Izzy. say that we're repeat offenders on your podcast? Oh my well, goodness! You guys are just... absolute recidivists. Let's briefly go over what you've joined us for. Uh, Steve has been, was on our King Arthur episode. Yeah! So wait for the sequel. <laughs> together, we've all done, on this show, uh, we did Showgirls. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah. And I believe yeah. this is our, so I believe this is number four. Yeah. Number three yeah, for Izzy, right. number four for both of you two combined. There you go. Yeah. Like so now we gotta get Izzy uh, individual and it'll all balance out. Mm, you're oh. gonna get me all alone, are you? Get me yeah, with right. my husband. And we're gonna watch Orca. You like that, baby? Ooh, <laughs> it's my favorite movie that has a whale abortion in it. That is a long <laughs> list to choose from. <laughs> I know. It's surprisingly and, long. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's hard to pick like a favorite. Yeah, I mean, is. really, it should oh. just be like a top 10, but Orca, I mean, it just, it's the cream. Rises to the top. Oh, like a, I was like, aborted orca. You gotta say it like <laughs> aborted orca. Cream rises to the top. <laughs> wow, did you just make the wrestling reference on our show? He yeah. did. <laughs> hey, it's an honor. Good job, good sir. <laughs> okay, Making guys, a macho like, man, Randy Savage reference like that. Yeah. 
Good he on was you. a wrestler? I just know him from the Slim Jim commercials. Yeah, was and he's a Spider-Man. Slim Jim guy, right? <laughs> Speaking of Spider-Man, today we're talking about Jonah Hex. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect and right transition. off the bat, just to get us, just to get us uh, kind of in the mindset of uh, the production of this movie, I want to read a brief thing that Josh Brolin said about making Jonah Hex. Um, <laughs> he was asked about it. This was a couple years after it was made. Uh, he's very uh, subtle, so you'll have to like decipher a bit a meaning behind the words. Um, so he said, "Oh, Jonah Hex hated it, hated it. The experience of making it." Uh, that would have been a better movie based on what we did, as opposed to what ended up happening in it, which is going back and reshooting 66 pages in 12 days. Oh, oh my god. That's painful. 66 <laughs> minutes. That's at least 66 minutes of, sc- of like, movie in 12 days. That's almost so like the whole movie. 90% yeah, percent of the movie, yeah. yeah that's like almost the, the entire film. <laughs> it's every scene with words. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's every scene that doesn't Ooh. have the logo. Or the, the animated scenes. They didn't reshoot right. those. Oh, good lord. So, a um, little bit of background. So, Neville Dean and Taylor. Who's he? Yeah. Is he? So, no? Okay. Yeah. No, I was oh, in yeah. there. Steve just No, I was, I, 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 I was waiting for, who's he? Oh. <laughs> who's he, Brendan? Well, I'll tell you. Um, I don't know. No, they, they wrote and directed the Crank movies. Yeah. And Gamer. Yeah. And I think Taylor did uh, Mom and Dad. Oh, yeah. Don't forget Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. I didn't, but I will. I've tried to. <laughs> you... Oh, come uh, on. The... He's knocking at the door. The other thing about this movie is originally they wanted the director of the original Old Boy, Chan Wook Park, to direct this movie. Oh, okay. shit. Sold. But of course, they went with the obvious choice in Jimmy Hayward, a man who has directed Freebirds and Horton Hears a Who. Who's he? Horton Hears a Who. Who? Uh, oh, my. Are we doing Abbott and Costello bits on this show now? <laughs> no, we're doing the critic bits. We're talking about Jimmy Who. <laughs> and the last thing I wanted to note is that prior to Josh Brolin being cast in this movie, actor Thomas Jane petitioned the studio for the role of Jonah Hex, even hiring a makeup artist to give him the appearance of Jonah Hex in his audition. Wow. Uh, so basically, Thomas Jane did the old Sean Young auditioning for Batman thing. <laughs> I'm in. He did the Jean-Claude trying to kick a producer in the face to get a movie thing. He wasn't trying to kick him in the face. He was trying to not kick him in the face, like be as close as possible. And that's how he got in with Canon. It's true. Didn't Sean Young dress up fully as Catwoman, though? She did, but she was really unhinged. Are you sure? (laughs) A little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, guys, before we start talking about the movie, I just want to know real briefly, had any of you seen it before watching it for this? Yes. I watched it in theaters. I had not. Okay. Steve well, paid that is money where... to see this. I paid real money for this. I was super excited for it. The Dark Knight had just come out. DC was kind of getting their shit together. Josh Brolin was kind of a new face at the time. You know, No Country for Old Men and stuff, but he wasn't, you know... Cable and Thanos and all the other beloved characters I have. I even, I watched Westerns. I, I knew Jonah Hex from the Batman animated series. I, I was excited for it. Megan Fox was in it for God's sakes. That should have been your first clue. (laughs) 
Uh, and Nathan, you said you had not seen it, right? I had, actually. Oh, you yeah. had, okay. Yeah. And Izzy, you're, you're saying no? Nope, this was okay. my first time. My virgin I... eyes have now been soiled. <laughs> I had also not seen it, so we're a 50-50 here. Well, um, I know it's... My dad was looking forward to seeing it. Because it was a Western? Well, no, because he actually apparently had read some of the original Jonah Hex comics. Yeah. And he was, like, kind of stoked that they were making a... As as stoked as a dad can be, that they were making a Jonah Hex movie. I don't know if he's ever seen it, actually, and I I hope he hasn't. I just hope he continues to feel excited that it exists and isn't (laughs) disappointed by seeing it. Any day now, it's going to come out. It's going to be great. That's what keeps me alive. Nathan, when's that Jonah Hex movie coming out? Uh, I think it's like in the summer. It keeps getting pushed back, Dad. It'll come out sometime after Polaroid. It's it's, it's in (laughs) post-production. Oh, when is Polaroid coming out? Right? (laughs) So Jonah Hex, 81 minutes long with credits, 72 minutes without credits, and without the opening logos that take about a minute. Just thought you should all know that. You know what? It gets a star right there. It's an hour and 12 minutes long. Yeah. Um, they get some right bonus the, points for that. I mean, sure. But if you're establishing a brand new character that no one really knows, because let's face it, like, well, like, Nathan, you said your dad knew of Jonah Hex, but, like, yeah. on the whole, more was, people no, would No, he was not well, well known, no. No. More people, no. Would, like, you wouldn't need to introduce, like, Spider-Man for a long time. But, like, right. Jonah Hex, I feel like you need more than 72 minutes to really get people into, well, like... Well, they actually kind of sum up his origin story pretty quickly and tidily, and it's one of the only good thing, things that they handle well in the movie. I have issue with it, too, though. Well... Do you? Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's start. Because right at the beginning... Right at the beginning... Before I we start, d- is anybody drinking... Yeah. What? During Jonah Hex? Of course we are. Okay. I have a Miller Genuine Draft. You fucking hobo. Well, you know what? You know, as they say, suck my dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they do say that, I guess. As the Inuits say? Is that the flavor Uh, that Miller is? (laughs) If it is. Miller is the flavor of ass. Well, then I sure like a good ass, then. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Save that clip. Saving it right now. <laughs> you don't have it recorded, you son of a bitch. Uh, are you sure about that? <laughs> no. MP3 Skype recorder, baby. Boom. <laughs> Nathan, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Maybes. And it's from Fredericton, so it's from Brendan's Neck of the Woods. Hey. Uh, Roseway Red. So it's a Ooh. red ale, uh, strong, six percent alcohol by volume, and I'm just gonna go ahead and just, I could just. Oh, it's always hard with the one hand. There we oh, go. my top! My top! Two with one. <laughs> Double fisting. Steve, where's your top? I just uh, took it off, didn't you? Probably hear? in the bedroom somewhere. No, that was me and Izzy whose top you removed. Oh, okay. Well, look at that. I even. Cross time zones. That's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> he pops across time zones. There you Steve go. Steve's probably with his pants somewhere in this house. <laughs> yeah, cats are probably smells, rolling around in them somewhere. You say you're wearing nice. your pants as a t-shirt? No, he left his shirt that's, with his pants somewhere. That's where your that's where your wiener hangs out the neck hole, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's innovative. That's it just fits. good math. Going in for the sip here. 
Oh. So what do you guys have? Oh, oh wait, nice. Nathan, what do you have? Pay hey, uh, hey, fucking attention, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know, it's, it's really nice. It's got so, a little bit of... Um, there's a, I got a sweet to start, but then it goes. It does have that tart taste that you get with the uh, with the red. Um, I don't know shit from international uh, BJs uh, or brewing judges, rather, but um, I, I would highly recommend this. This is I could see drinking several of these. Well, what did you say the name of it was again? Sorry, Maybes M A Y B E E. Maybe. And what are you, uh, California crackheads, drinking over there? Uh, ooh, I'm drinking from 21st Amendment Brewery, Hell or High ooh. Watermelon Wheat Beer. Very appropriate. Yeah. 4.9% alcohol by volume. Yeah. And I'm drinking from... Oh, I'll let you go first. My the toilet. <laughs> My top. <laughs> and I'm drinking Scope. When you need oh. to wash your mouth out or get a cheap drink, scope. You know, you Scotch. say that, but there was a guy passed out across from me on the train today with a bottle of mouthwash in his hand. Stay classy, San Francisco. Wait, Steve, what are you drinking? Let's get back on the rails yeah, here. I'm drinking from Devil's Canyon Brewing, uh, the Full Bore Scotch Ale, 7.5%. Ooh, my that sounds delightful. clothes aren't even here. And oh, my God! He blew his clothes right off. Oh, my cock. Ooh, that is smooth. <laughs> Tastes like a nice little little bit of a watered-down scotch. Scotch on ice. Here, you want to try some, babe? your uh, scotch. Are you uh, malt forward? Oh, that's boozy. Yeah, say hints of uh, dates and... Yeah, it's almost a little smoky. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, I don't know if your listeners know, but uh, Steve and I are BJCP certified beer judges, so... Blowjob certified beer judges? Yeah, we can give blowjobs while drinking beer. It's great. Boy, yeah. That's a talent. That actually, right? no. Now, I at first I brushed it off, but now that I think about it, that is quite a feat. Mm. Yeah. Oh, feet are involved too. Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex, guys. Jonah fucking Hex. Um, that's what I was going to say right off the bat. From the get-go, I was already hating on this movie because the the Warner Brothers logo came up and they did this, like, butt-fucking-banjo music. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are really, we're going to mess with the logo for this movie? Like, I feel like that should be left as, like, a special occasion for, like, a good movie. <laughs> this was, hey, this was legendary, at least mm. according to the logo anyways. And also yeah. Weed Road, which would have been nice to have while I watched this movie. <laughs> Just a road of weed. Come out to San Francisco, buddy. I also find, like, as this movie opens... The even just like the establishing shots, like the shots of the before we even see Josh Brolin, it looks like a student film. What? It's almost as if guys, now stop me if I'm wrong, but it's almost as if this stop. movie was incompetently made. Uh, say, are you are you talking about roll the, when he rolls up into town? That's three buildings. <laughs> Can we also okay? Just as a general over. Like, a general thing in this movie, everybody's southern accents. <laughs> you mean they're magnificent, especially Malkovich's. Yeah. That oh. first line that tumbles out of his mouth. Holy shit. I thought, before I watched this, okay, without even having seen 
a, a single bit of dialogue in this movie, I thought, okay, Megan Fox is obviously, that's going to be like the worst accent in this entire movie. But then as soon as Malkovich opened up his mouth, <laughs> he was like, he was trying to be straight from the cotillion. Oh my God. And he's doing like his own weird inflection combined with the Southern accent. And it just is like, insane. <laughs> you know who I wish they had as the bad guy in this one, just so I could hear him do the, that, a terrible southern accent for the entire movie. Christopher Walken. Yeah, I was thinking Walken too. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> oh, baby. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, oh dear. It's, Dra- it's Dracula. <laughs> so, what do we get right from the get-go here? We see Josh Brolin as Jonah Hex. He is he is our hero. He is fighting for the Confederate Confederacy. Army. Yep. <laughs> that is the way you warm up an audience to a character right off the bat. <laughs> and and right he's at the an beginning, anti-hero, Brendan. You're not supposed to like him. He's also an anti-abolitionist. Like I will argue that because later they do a really sloppy job of making us be like, oh, he's not so bad. He has a black friend. <laughs> Science Reddick is his friend. Everything's okay. You mean the concierge? <laughs> no, he's the Smith in this one. Yeah. He's a concierge. <laughs> so, right at the bat, we see Josh Brolin as Jonah Hex. He's in the Confederate Army, and basically established that he apparently he likes the idea of war until Malkovich is like, you know what? We should start burning down some hospitals. Yeah, kill some uh, some injured people and babies and women and children. Hashtag child murder. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat, hashtag child murder. Also, by the way, we don't see any of this right away. All we see is Brolin being tied up Mm. and Malkovich threatening to kill his family, which he does Mm. in front of him. And we don't see the family yet. We don't see the family till the later flashback. I would argue that they needed to show something leading up to that because it just jumps right in and you're like, wait, what? What did he do? (laughs) Here's the thing. If they had taken this character... And, and treated it with the um, uh, the true grittiness that it needed. Like, giving it a real Nolan go-over, this movie would have been a hard R. Right? Mm. Oh, yeah. It was it not. Been. As it yes. should have been, yeah. I mean, it was written by the guys that did Crank, for fuck's sake. It, it should have been <laughs> ultra-violent and just nothing but revenge. Mm-hmm. And it was none of that. So who would you, ca- uh, like right now, working directors, who would you put in charge of this film? Sam Eli Ray. Roth. Ooh, Eli Roth. Ooh. Uwe I was just going to say, I would have just had no. Neville Dean and Taylor direct it. Yeah. Well, I think they Honestly. They, they broke up. Uh, yeah, Brian Taylor put him in charge. And I like the idea of Sam Raimi kind of doing like he did with uh, Quick and the Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jonah Hex. <laughs> we get that awesome, like, I don't know. Watchmen dark freighter type animation for the opening. I so loved the animation and I Did wish that it cared like as soon as it came on I'm like Steve is there more of this in the movie and he's like nah sorry. If they had kept this up like to get through like some of the other kind of like the backstory backstory and like skip it around and stuff or like his spoiler alert he has like a dream sequence later if that had been animated or something oh it'd be such a good like tie in throughout the movie. Instead of looking like a Soundgarden video, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. His little his dream should have been the animated should have been animated, right? 
I, well, I it would have been an interesting choice, that's for sure. Well, let's talk about it because basically he uh, John Malkovich kills John. Uh, I keep going between the actors and the characters, but Malkovich kills uh, Jonah Hex's family in front of him. Because, mm-hmm. as he explains, because, you know, in movies we like to hear characters talk about stuff that happens rather than seeing it. That's, oh, a, yeah. really good, that's a really good screenwriting method. Mm-hmm. Um, is that uh, Jonah Hex basically didn't want to burn down his hospital. Ended up having to shoot Malkovich's son for some reason because he was going to do it. Also uh, Jonah so this, Hex's best friend. Yeah, also his best friend. Uh, also played by Negan of The Walking Dead, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. Uh, but Malkovich, basically, this is his revenge. He's going to kill his family in front of him. He also brands his face with his, like, logo, with his, like, Which initials. does not come off looking like that. No. It looks well, like it he... says QT. Yeah, like, <laughs> QT. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> He's a little It is QT, though. Is Unless, it's, you know, it's it's a joke that he is no longer a QT. So, I'm not going to lie, don't know that much about about Jonah Hex, like, aside from him being what? in, like, Batman the Animated Series, he has a super brief appearance and a couple of other things. Is that how he got his scars, or... Yeah. How do you think I got these scars? <laughs> or, 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 do you guys know a lot about Jonah Hex? Not a whole, whole lot. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot. I think... I, I don't know if it was Quentin Turnbull that scarred up his face on the one side but it, yeah it's definitely like somebody did it might have been a different character oh, but the whole thing is Jonah Hex doesn't have any superpowers he's basically Batman in the old west he's fueled mm. by vengeance he's a, the fastest gun in the west he's like you know stronger than the average person but it's just because he works out and all that and you he's know like he's the Punisher yeah 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 he's very very much like the Punisher he doesn't <laughs> talk to dead people <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so Jonah Hex is uh, seemingly le- not left for dead, but he's he's well, no, he's left for dead because yeah. uh, he's mm-hmm. taken in by the natives who uh, are treated so sensitively in this movie. Very sensitively, so sensitively, in fact, that they're only uh, presented through animation. And um, he is brought back to life, I guess. And in br- him, in bringing him back to life, or kind of keeping him alive, he has this power. Where, yes, he can uh, hold on to dead people and talk to them. And they can see everything. Okay, this is the thing. So in this movie, dead people still continue to watch those other people that they knew in their life. Mm-hmm. So Not like, okay with that. Yeah, that's weird. The stuff I do in the bathroom alone. I mean, <clears throat> continue. Are you saying you're, uh, you're saying Mima doesn't want to watch that? Look, it's fine if she wants to keep an eye on me, just not when I'm flogging the bishop. <laughs> Go oh, see what Nathan, my brother's doing. Nathan's heading in the shit. at time to turn this off for the night. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's it's a courtesy, you know. I, my thought was, watching the animated stuff, my thought was budget cuts. Yeah. Because I thought, like, they didn't have time to film any of this. I mean, how could you when you have 12 days to shoot 66 goddamn pages? If that's the case, happy accident, because it is easily one of the best parts of the movie. I really enjoyed it, and I actually wanted more of it in the movie. And if they'd added more of it in the movie, then it wouldn't feel so much like they were forced into it, but more like it was an artistic decision. Yeah, the, there was... I don't know, there was, like, this weird kind of resurgence for that sort of thing uh, for, like, a real brief time, like, just at the end of the 2000s, the beginning of 2010, 
Because I think they did the same thing with uh, Spider-Woman as well. Yeah, actually, one of my teachers when I was in school was finishing up a Muppets one. Cool. (laughs) Interesting. So so Jonah Hex is brought back to life. And he basically also explains through the animation that Quentin Turnbull, a.k.a. John Malkovich, was killed in a hotel fire. Or faked his death. (laughs) Or faked his death. He's not quite sure at this point. Um... And then he go, and then <laughs> I laugh, just like it ends with uh, him going, "I'm Jonah Hex, and this here's my story." <laughs> like it's just very like I don't know. So the movie begins for real, and with a drag race. With a drag race, <laughs> Jonah Hex is dragging all these dead bodies in to collect his bounty, and yeah. then the guys decide, you know what? We'd rather just uh, kill you because you're worth more. The the funny thing is this part here. When he rolled into town and they said his name like a hundred times, <laughs> I was like, "Are they going to start a musical number?" Jonah Hex, Jonah Hex, Jonah Hex. If you took a drink every time they said Jonah Hex in this movie, you would die. Oh yeah, it would be death. Did you guys yeah. notice their prettiest hooker? <laughs> there what? was a gal who, I'm not here to like shame or anything, but, but not totally 100 sure it was a gal. <laughs> Big mop of dark hair, and I was just like, I bet she's the prettiest girl in this town. The, the town of three buildings. <laughs> right? <laughs> so he has a machine gun on his horse. Two of yeah. them. Yeah. Two of them. And he mows down everyone because they're, you know, they're going to kill him. And uh, <laughs> the best is he then takes the sheriff, who he's killed, he takes his uh, his sheriff's pin and puts it on, like, the dumbest guy in town. Yeah. And he's like, there you go, son. And I'm just like, um, Jonah... I don't think that's legally binding. <laughs> this is great. This is like one of the first time. Normally, Cheyenne will watch movies like this with me, but this is like one of the first time Emma, my other daughter, watched movies. Watch this with me, and mm-hmm. here's a direct quote from her: "Wow, he's good at surviving. I feel really <laughs> bad for those other people, though. <laughs> that's awesome. And I feel bad for his face. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I love it." I was going to say, there's also some voiceover right around in this part, because somebody says uh, he's killed more men than there are, there are souls in hell. And I was like, either that's impossible, or he's killed a lot of innocent people. Yeah. A lot of Mormons right, because... got mowed down on their way to three three buildings over Missouri or whatever. Natural gas was all the rage in the, in the Old West, because somehow oh he blew up that building. Yeah, by shooting a lamp. Oh, well, I don't know if you know this or not, but they used to build western towns out of dynamite and kerosene. <laughs> After the first couple of hundred, like, explosions, they realized that that was a great way to get a quarry, but not a great way to build civilization. That's why they're called ghost towns. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're filled with ghosts. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That now I can only think of, like, the, a, a movie called Ghost Town. The tagline is just, it's filled with ghosts. <laughs> we can There's make a it town of ghosts. Get you. it? You get Ghost a hold town. of Jason Bloom. I mean, we could make that movie. He'd Ghost probably town. greenlight it. It's filled with ghosts. Just on the tagline alone. Wait, so. what if it was like a romantic comedy? Ghost Town. It's filled with ghosts. Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. What? Ask me what it means. So my thing here is, as he's leaving the town, yes, uh, it, like Nathan said, it's made of dynamite. It starts blowing up. I'm just thinking, like, that town definitely had innocent people. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Some yeah. of the people like, in there were not bad. Murdered. They're children. <laughs> yeah. This is how Hashtag we killed more murder. people than there are people in hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? he's killed more men than there are souls in hell. Thank you for the direct quote. <laughs> so we have a uh, we have a train sequence here. Uh, Malkovich is alive and well, as we can see. Mm-hmm. Um, he's faked his own hotel fire death. With the and greatest accent in the history uh, of accents. As one it is, is wont ins- to do. It is <laughs> insane! Uh, but... What, now, at this point, we find out that they're trying to get a weapon, which they are calling a nation killer. <laughs> it's a weapon that will supposedly wipe out entire countries. I feel the science in this one is a little dubious, too. I don't know! That sounds pretty That's not a moon! We're going straight <laughs> to the wild, wild west! We're going straight to the wild, 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 wild! Well, the good guy's dressed in black. Remember that, just in case we have a face-to-face to make contact. No? <laughs> Sorry, wrong movie. That um, began a nightmare on my street. But, I haven't seen you in a coon's age. Whoa, hey now. Let's that is a direct quote from that movie. That is a direct quote from that movie. <laughs> that movie is problematic. <laughs> when are we doing Wild Wild West? Fuck, any Next movie. Week is problematic given time. Steve, what would you say uh, when somebody asks you, when are you doing this movie? Next week. (laughs) Up next. next (laughs) So there's a real bourgeois train robbery, and Michael Fassbender blows a shit ton of people up. Michael Fassbender has the worst tattoo in this movie. Oh, are you talking about his facial hair tattoo? Uh, I, was it facial hair or was it a tattoo? No, it was a tattoo, but it okay. looks like ridiculous facial his, hair. His Thanos yeah. uh, tattoo. <laughs> it looked like he was. Uh, it looked like a shitty Halloween costume. It looked like someone was trying to dress up as the guy from A Clockwork Orange, but they had never seen A Clockwork Orange, <laughs> and they just drew some shit on their chin. Yeah, <laughs> he was going the old, for the Mike out, Tyson Mike. look, but he was super drunk. Apparently, I read that uh, Fassbender used the character from A Clockwork Orange as his inspiration. That and I will sense. say this. Oh, it wasn't I the think, Riddler? I think he is the only actor in this movie that I feel like is really given it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he, he knows what movie he's in, and he's playing it. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank so, you, Steve. Hey, Aiden Quinn is the president. Yes. Yeah. And Will Arnett's like his right-hand man. And Bojack Horseman's one of his assistants. He has one of the best lines in the entire movie. He says, <laughs> they're talking about Malkovich, and he says, his Mexican slaves called him Terrorista. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. And so what does it mean? Ladies and gentlemen, for some reason... Lady of Terror? Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, Will Arnett. Bojack Horseman. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I Okay, it's 2010. Arrested yeah. Development is already a thing at this point, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Is it still on the air, or has it been cancelled at this point? No, I think it's like either towards the end, or it's it, like it's already been on the air for at least a year or two, I'm pretty sure. Or it might have been just cancelled. Yeah. Why cast... Like, I love Will Arnett. I'm not going to say he's because bad Because he's or a great actor and he doesn't want to be typecast. No, this is terrible casting. How so? 
What, a white every guy time, can't be a general in the United in States the, Army? In the Union Army? You Canadians you... really need to open your minds up to the fact that all people are equal. And okay. all actors deserve a chance to play these roles. Every time Will Arnett opened his mouth, I was like, wait, I don't get it. Because I kept expecting he was making a joke. You Actually, were waiting for a punchline that doesn't come. He, he does start with a joke because he says... My unit is the very best. <laughs> and I, like, literally, that's brag. the, that's the <laughs> first the line he says. It's the first line he says. And I was like, oh, was that a joke? Wait, is, is he, it? Is, is his name Mariah? Comedic, is he playing a comedic <laughs> character? Because I don't think I'm going to buy Will Arnett in a dramatic role. Oh, he's in a dramatic role. Okay, fuck this movie. Sorry. I don't think, it's, it's 2010. I don't think he has broken out as being like the the international crack up that he is as far as comedy goes. I mean, Arrest Development, sure. Ninja Turtles hasn't come out yet. Right? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like when he walked on screen I turned to Steve and was like, really interesting casting in this movie. <laughs> I also, you know what? I'm also going to argue, I think John Malkovich is miscast too, and I love John Malkovich. I want Christopher Walken. <laughs> Everybody wants Christopher that. Walken. Uh, all the time, I, just want him. I, I like Malkovich. Cy- Cyrus the Virus is the bad guy in this movie. I was totally excited for it. But what if it could have been Nick Cage? I mean, oh, apparently Jesus. Nick Cage can't be cast in everything, according to Brendan. You would have gotten a... Yeah, but you would have got a terrible southern accent, as evidenced by Con Air. Put the bunny oh. in the box. Oh, it would have been so good. <laughs> so good. So, in this scene, we find out through exposition about the weapon that uh, John Malkovich is trying to get to destroy nations. And... And... Uh, Will Arnett, Will, and also Will Arnett has such a thankless role because he's basically the guy to be like, I don't know about this Jonah Hex fella in like two scenes, and then he's out of the movie. His no, he's back in it later, but his character should just be general exposition. Well, no, but he's in. I'm saying he's in this scene. He's in this scene later with Jonah, and he shows up at the spoiler alert. He shows up at the end to die, but like that's it. Yeah. Like position, darling. It's got to go somewhere. He's Damn very, it, you beat me to it. <laughs> he's a very pointless character. But we learn that uh, we learn that they want to recruit Jonah Hex because apparently, you know, he's he's really great. He has these he has this magic power where he talks to the dead. He's the best we'll bounty hunter in the West. Bounty hunter. Yes. That's right. We'll you have any idea where... how many Union soldiers he killed over the years? <laughs> For apparently, it's more soul more more people than there are souls in hell. <laughs> If that's the case, there would not be a Union army, and the Confederacy would have won. No, not after he turned against the Confederacy, huh? He turned face? Yeah, he yeah. did. About so, face? Kind of, I guess. So Anyhow, to, yes. let's move on to the part where the guy fell in love with a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dumbass. Played by Megan Fox. Yeah. Megan Fox fell in love with a hooker? Who? Ooh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Megan Fox, the hooker, fell in love with a client. No, the Dumbass. client fell in love with her, and she doesn't give a shit about him. She wants yeah. her money. She fell in love with Jonah Hex, yeah, Jonah. who's oh, also a client. The other guy is in love with her. Him. Yeah. So, yeah, this guy is harassing her. He, she kicks him out. 
Jonah Hex comes in. Clearly, they have some kind of relationship going, even though she is a prostitute. And at this point, I noticed that, I don't know if it was the makeup that they were using, uh, the effects. It looks like he, no, he looks like he has an asshole on his face. (laughs) Like, that whole, it looks like he's got a butthole right on his cheek. Well, that's what Megan Fox fucks when they fuck, so obviously. When they were about to kiss, and they cut away from the kiss... I was so disappointed because I wanted to see her tongue in that mouth hole. Yeah. Weirdo. I'm glad I'm not the only broken one. He dro- <laughs> he, he does dribble some whiskey out of it later. Yeah, Guys, that's a what waste do we think of good of, whiskey. What do we think of her accent? Does she have an accent? I don't think of her, so... <laughs> she had lines. Yeah. She was in the movie for like four minutes, so... I just saw that bustle. <laughs> I really enjoyed her accent. Bustling, bustling, bustle, bustling. <laughs> She is terrible in this movie. Okay, so, anyway, Megan Fox, um, I don't know if you guys noticed this. This is a very small thing, but when they kept cutting back between her and Josh Brolin, she looked different in every shot. Oh, yeah, they totally did her makeup and her hair different each time. You can tell where the reshoots are. Yeah, it's, it's, but, like, normally I don't really pick up on that stuff, but it is so noticeable. Yeah. I have a feeling they that probably when they did the reshoots, they couldn't get her makeup and hair person. Yeah, they, could, they couldn't get, like, a good match or something with the lights and the lenses and... Oh, her makeup and hair is, like, is yeah. different. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. well, that completely. too. Yeah. yeah. So, I have a feeling that her person was busy after, like, when they did the reshoots, and so they had to get somebody else, and it's not going to look the same. Yeah. He spends a whole night with a hooker. How much did that cost him? A quarter. Well, you know, inflation—that's I mean, like a thousand dollars. But you thank know. you. That's that's what I was looking for. Probably nothing, because she w- she had the hots for him, right? Because she fell in love with a client. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll stay with you all night. You just let me play with that butthole on your face. <laughs> I just want to <laughs> figure out. <laughs> he he does get a great line where he's like, "By God, woman, how many men you see in a day?" <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because a number of uh, soldiers show up and basically recruit him. They let him know that Malkovich is still alive. And uh, Josh Brolin joins uh, joins their little brigade. But before we get to that, them meeting up and and him meeting up with Will Arnett and doing his dead people magic, um, Wes Bentley is in this movie. He is, and <laughs> Wes Bentley was in American Beauty and that movie with Heath Ledger that no one saw. <laughs> feathers, flags, feathers, flags. I don't know something like that. Anyway, um. Wes Bentley's accent is, uh, I thought I was watching, like, Foghorn Leghorn in human form. <laughs> I, I, I see, so. Oh, he's basically like, oh, I see, if I get caught for this, I could get executed. You're talking about Cotillion Wolverine. <laughs> Good old mutton chops. So he does his, uh, his dead people magic because Will Arnett's like, Will Arnett's like, Hey, uh, we uh, we interrogated this guy, but then he he died for some reason. <laughs> so can you can you talk to him? He died in <laughs> custody. Knack for it. Yeah, he died while he was being interrogated. What the hell? What did you just like, shoot him in the face? Like what happened? Hey, you know the first couple times they waterboarded people, there were there were casualties. <laughs> well, yeah, that's because they just they they didn't use the towel. They literally just shoved water down their throats. Yeah, you live, you learn. Yeah. Trial Before and error, as they say. But uh 
So, so what do we think of uh, of him, this little scene of him using his abilities to talk to this dead guy? I did enjoy <laughs> the line where he's like, oh, they sound like hellhounds. I wouldn't try to pet them. <laughs> One thing I liked about it. <laughs> they established so many things in this movie and never come back to them. Like, the, the thing here is he puts dirt on his head and he's like, dead like dirt, dirt like dead. Because, like, when he talks to people, when he talks to dead people, they start burning. So he has mm-hmm. to, like, when he lets go, they go back to normal, they go back to dead. But they're not burning anymore. And if he holds on too long, they'll just burn up and I guess their souls are erased from history? Question mark? Um, but, like, yeah, he establishes that dirt helps the burns go away. But then that never comes up again. He never uses that ever again. Ever. Brendan, we only have 72 minutes of movie to work with here. We, we can't have, like, callbacks four times. It really is unfortunate, and I'm usually a, a big proponent of a movie being a nice, tight, like, 90, 95 minutes. But this movie definitely feels like if it had been given the opportunity to breathe a little bit, we could have got something better out of it. So, yeah, so he finds out where... Uh, he doesn't find out where John Malkovich is going to be, but he finds out where one of his associates is going to be at a fucking human dog fight. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Dukes of Hazard, played by Luke Duke. Tom Wopat. Right? And the human dog fight is hosted by Michael Shannon. Three-time yeah. podcast appearance from Michael Shannon. So there Ooh. you go. We get, we get a three-time for Brolin and a three-time for Shannon. Yep. And a one-time and possibly only for Malkovich. Oh, I don't think that's the case. Malkovich has only done good movies! (laughs) He's he's interrogating this guy, Slocum, and the whole time, like, this crazy, like, snake guy is fighting. Yes! Who has actual venom. And I'm like, are we just ignoring the fact that this is an actual snake man? I am so much more interested in Snake Mutant than I am Tom Wolpat, which is something I never thought I'd have to say, but I'm more interested in in that than I am Tom Wolpat. Well, yeah, because he has legitimate venom. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, yeah, when when do we get to learn more about Snake Boy? That's what Never. I wrote. I, Snake Boy, a Jonah Hex story. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, if you want to see something flop hard. <laughs> <laughs> what, the title doesn't draw them in? What are you talking about? Yeah, I think if we wor- rework the title, we might get something. Oh wait, I got it. Snake Eyes. <gasps> you got Snake Eyes! With Nicolas Cage, isn't it? Nicholas Cage as the Snake Man, I'm in. <laughs> so Jonah Hex fights off uh, Luke Duke and his uh, cronies very easily, and yeah, very easily. And he reveals that he has uh, that he's je- apparently the jealous of the good looks of a dog outside. So he takes the dog, and they go to find Jeb, and who is. Who was Malkovich's Malkovich's son, who uh, Jonah had killed in the uh, aforementioned hospital uh, blow-up attempt. Yeah, and the dog (laughs) wants nothing to do with that cemetery. So he goes in and he uh, uh, digs up a corpse. Yep, dead! Zombie fight! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jonah Hicks gonna get his ass whooped too. Yeah, <laughs> <And he laughs> fight. Yeah, right. He gets his ass whooped by Dead Negan. <laughs> I like to think of him as Dead Comedian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dead what? 
comedian. Oh. oh, okay. From the Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, or Dead Thomas Wayne from Batman v Superman. <laughs> yes, that's what I want to remember him from. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the second DC movie. No, third DC movie that Jeffrey oh. Dean Morgan has been in. He's played a different character. Oh, shit. He should have been, like, Thomas Wayne's, like, great-grandfather. <laughs> right? <laughs> that would have been amazing. Bruce Wayne is like, I remember when my great-great-grandfather fought for the Confederacy. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think we got those billions of dollars? <laughs> I've, never, I've never displayed my southern accent to a group of people before. Can you imagine Ben Affleck doing a southern accent? Good lord. I'm Batman. <laughs> no, you mean, I'm Batman. <laughs> so Jonah wins this fight with a corpse uh, with a shovel to the dome. What a hero. I know, right? So where, pray tell, is uh, Malkovich hiding out at? The name of the, I believe it's... Springfield, uh, Georgia? Oh, I don't even remember the name now. Go ahead. Fort Nathan. Resurrection. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's right. Talk about on the nose. Yeah. Fuck. A la Long blood pr- money in Snake Eyes. Pretty yep. sure Malkovich uh, named it, so. I mean, it's not like his name is like John Villain or anything. <laughs> Can I just say that watching... I, I tried to get a couple of clips for this movie. It's, by the way, very difficult. <laughs> Because they do not, they are not readily available. And the ones of like just the cast talking about the movie, John Malkovich, when he talks about Jonah Hex, looks like he wants to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, he is just the most miserable looking individual. I, mean, I don't blame him, but he's talking about the movie and it, it looks like he's like just. Uh, yeah, yeah, I play a villain, and um, you know, I try to. I did something, and then he he can talk to dead people, and like you know, there's explosions. Uh, it's it's a western. Yeah. In fairness, he has made some Nick Cage type choices. You mean pure gold? No, I mean just in general. He's made some awful choices for movies to be in. I don't know what you're talking and, about. Mm, you're watching one right now. Gold, solid gold. <laughs> they yeah. I feel watching like a movie instead of talking. About <laughs> talking. Sorry, we're talking about oh, one of them right okay. now. Turn off being John Belkovich. For me, like I, I feel like Nicolas Cage, as crazy as he is, is always enjoyable. I feel like in this movie, John Malkovich just does not give a fuck. It's because with Nick Cage, he becomes he, he just dives right in mm-hmm. and he. Gives it all, regardless. I think what happens with Malkovich is when he gets into situations like this, he he starts out going full bore, and then he realizes what he's gotten himself into and just starts phoning it in like halfway through the movie. I don't think he's phoning it in. I think he's trying to focus on that accent. <laughs> I don't know. He's, I feel like he really so doesn't. I do declare. Maybe maybe he's trying to be subtle in his character's portrayal. I don't know. You know who would have been really great in this role? Who? Barry Pepper. <laughs> Barry Pepper. Are you talking about Barry Pepper? I'm talking about Barry Pepper. And he yeah. was in the Lone Ranger. <laughs> or From, Battlefield Earth. Yeah, I was going to say the two greatest <laughs> non-flops ever. Alan Rickman. 
<laughs> Steve, can we speak with Alan Rickman? Everybody, I was really deep in the Harry Potter world at the time. I couldn't take on any more projects, especially a Western. <laughs> How Thank great you, was Queen Terrible of it? Oh my god. You so, killed everything I loved. So so Megan Fox gets assaulted. Yeah. Do we care though? Yeah. I kinda did. My kids did. They were a little upset that she was getting beat up by that chap. They they were upset that the hooker was getting the shit beat out of it. Did you tell them they this didn't, is the circle of life? No, I didn't tell them that she was a hooker. They just saw some pretty lady getting beat up by some guy who was being mean. And she was in her underpants. Well, thank you for helping me fix that, fix that tear in my seam. Here's your money. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Are we talking about the guy that Megan Fox ends up killing? That's the one. Is it, does he kill her? Is she, I mean, does, does she kill him, rather? She kills the guy that earlier that was like trying to like be like, I own you, woman. Yeah, because he buys her from her, her pimp. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to answer Emma's, Emma's question because she actually asked me, did she kill him? I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty yeah sure, she did. Pretty sure he's dead, Zville. He's All dead. Right. Alright, so let's move on to when Jonah Hex buys those guns. Or dem guns. Let's talk about, this is the this is the justify everything scene. Yeah. Uh, kind of, sort of justify everything? Or try to justify everything? Uh, yeah, I should say this is the attempt to justify everything scene. Yeah. Because what happens in this scene, Nathan? Oh, well, Jonah Hex shows that he's really not, uh, you know, a super racist who fought for the Confederacy. He wasn't fighting for slavery, and he wasn't (laughs) fighting for the Confederacy. He was just fighting to fight. He was fighting because he didn't like the government telling him what to do. Even if that thing was to end slavery. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah. (laughs) Said the black guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if someone's, listen, I'm not a big fan of people telling me what to do either, but if somebody's telling me, ah, you know what, don't stab yourself in the face, I'm going to listen to them. Yeah, but see, that, that, that in involves like, something with you. What if they said, like, hey, you got to like stop talking shit about like baristas? Well, I'm gonna keep talking shit about baristas. Yeah, see, see you are no better Wait, than the Confederates. Wait, are we comparing talking shit oh, about no. baristas? No, 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 are we talking no, no, no. about? Are, are we comparing that to slavery? Yeah, yeah. It's Fuck closer that. to that than it is stabbing yourself in the face. Self harm is no joke, gentlemen. Unless you're using racial epithets when describing baristas, it is. Well, obviously, baristas are Latina. <laughs> Well, they're there Italian, it is, Steve. Italian, oh, whatever. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Venti, <laughs> come on. I mean, saying we're making the Canadians uncomfortable. Tomato, honey. tomatillo, whatever. <laughs> oh my goodness, you are not making me uncomfortable. Good lord. <laughs> well, and also Brolin does his his version of uh, Donald Trump's "There's fine people on both sides" speech. Yes, they're good people. They're good people on both he's like, sides. I don't like any of them. They're all hypocrites. Uh, but he gets his guns. He gets his rocket guns. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's time to uh, find out what's going on with old Malco, bitch. Oh, and his giant steampunk Gatlin gun nuclear weapon? His nation killer. Wait, is this the one designed by Eli Whitney? Yeah, to which Michael Fassbender goes, I am a very undereducated man. Do you mean senior or junior? <laughs> 
And then later, I only say that because later he he says, "I am a very undereducated man." And then they literally have a line later where he he's like, "Jonah Hex is not smart enough to die." And he goes, "I'll educate him." <laughs> like, yes, he you know he's I uh was he says he's like I take pleasure in educating him in it or something yeah. like that. He tries to make it sound real classy and poetic like. Yeah. Which I would argue for the way he talks in this movie, it's weird that he would say, I'm an undereducated man. Oh, yeah, fiddle dee dee potatoes. Wait, the Irish man with the Irish accent? Right, Yeah, let's just piss off every single group in this episode. <laughs> I, at this point, I wrote down that Megan Fox has not been in, uh, has not been anywhere outside the bedroom yet. No! Is a, in anything Why would she be? So this doesn't pass the Bechdel test? <laughs> I don't believe so. Is there an is there an, a second woman with a line in this movie? There is not. Oh, Jonah's wife. I think she has a line. She screams. No, her line is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, she gets paid for that. That's that's in the guild. That's a line. I I don't to answer your question, Steve. No, I don't believe this movie passes the Bechdel test. Do two women have a conversation not in nope. not about a man? No. Nope. I don't think there's two women in this movie. <laughs> There are not two women who talk to each other in this movie. There are not. So, this is the point where Fassbender and Jonah Hex get into a fight. And right. Jonah Hex takes a shot at him with his pistol. And it goes into, like, a, a dynamite crate where the dynamite apparently has, like, Yosemite Sam fuse on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very long fuse. It's not going off until it's convenient to the plot. It's not. It's not you mean it's off. like, you mean it's almost as if it's actual blasting dynamite that would be timed so that you could light it, exit to a safe, excuse me, exit to a safe area, and then mine with it? No, I get that. I get that's a thing. I just find it. it it's it's one of those situations where it's like it it blows up where it's convenient. The plot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, because he's watching the fuse and he throws it. When it's convenient to not be blown up. He was not watching it before he picked it up, though. Oh, yeah, he, he was. was doing, he was doing a monologue, <laughs> like staring at Jonah Hex. He's got experience no. with that. No, he, he wasn't staring at Jonah Hex because he's talking to Jonah Hex. He walks over to get it, and he turns around, and Jonah's gone. And then he's on a boat, and so then he tosses the dynamite at it, and it blows up, I don't know, 12 feet from Jonah's head. You know what a boat yeah, is? It's just a water choo-choo. Irishmen can throw that far. With and it's a great CGI explosion too. Looks really realistic. And so, meanwhile, in a Soundgarden video, oh, <laughs> that is the that's the worst part for me. I hate that part. So that should have been animated. That one hundred percent should have been animated. Should have been taken out completely. Should have been animated. So yeah, that too, Steve. Let's make it sixty-eight minutes. Yeah. Now, is this where he's? Is there a like? Oh, yes. It. Jonah Hex is is dying or you think he's dying right, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i have another direct quote from my daughter emma please don't die you're such a good man <laughs> out of curiosity how old is miss emma emma is 12 oh uh, 12 yeah. years old and already siding with the confederacy i see how it is <laughs> judge away like, canadians and when they when they showed like his like his you know he's bleeding and stuff like holy frig <laughs> 
I wish you watched more movies with me. <laughs> you guys are gonna have to. You're gonna have to record watching a movie, like audio record watching a movie with her. So when are you guys doing <laughs> Human Centipede two again? No. Let's talk about that uh, Jonah Hex dying. Okay. So he he you is dying, him. and I do want to. Is he? <laughs> and he is. So he is dying. He uh, uh, makes a, makes a recovery because again the natives come and save his life. The, their only function yeah. in this movie is to save his life. Oh yeah, but hey, they get some screen time this time. I mean, yeah, they... it is very brief, but they get some screen oh, time. If there was a what... Bechdel test for Native Americans, they would, it would this movie would not pass it. You know what's terrible? That's what... The dog and the crows get more screen time than the people <gasps> who saved his life. And that's what that's. I think that's what the holy frig thing was about. Is when they do that thing where the crow comes out of Jonah's right. mouth. Not gonna oh. lie, that was a pretty good scene. Yeah, that was disgusting. From the right, it was crank. like, oh my god, holy frig! And then he like sits right up and he yells, "Trouble!" And then it's instantly like I don't know, r- galloping montage or whatever. No, we get Malkovich is having like a delightful drink, isn't he? Almost as if the movie is like, oh my god, we only have 20 more minutes! Bullshit! <laughs> um, but what I hate about this scene, the scene where he has this dream where he's fighting Malkovich, is that they use it later to intercut in the in the fight scene when they're actually fighting. Oh, that's fighting. the worst. Okay, so I've been yeah. thinking about this, because this is a very confusing set of scenes. I think what they're going for, and if you're in a comic and you've got a longer format, this probably works... I have I've got this feeling, and I might be given more credit than is due, but I the, my feeling is he's probably having this reoccurring dream because in the first scenario, in the first dream, Malkovich kills him. Malkovich mm-hmm. wins the fight. Yeah. Mm. And so I have a feeling that like he keeps having this reoccurring dream that like that that Turnbull is going to win, and then later when we have our epic fight, he's changing the dream. He's changing the fate. He's becoming master of the bats, not being afraid of them. Yeah. He's letting them lift him up towards the sun. I mean, perhaps, but I still think it's, like, it's very sloppy. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, they did an awful job with it, but... Like, it doesn't, it doesn't really... I'm just kind of like, okay, when I first saw that scene where he's fighting him in the quote-unquote dream, I thought for a second that was actually happening. Yeah, except for there were all kinds of weird filters and everything is, like, neon orange. Yeah, but and, and but then again, at the same time, I was like, "Who fucking knows with this movie at this point?" Like, you know what I mean? It's all yeah. over the map. So is Jonah Hex the crow now? Yes. Like, at yeah. this point, yeah. Yeah, it's his loyal okay. army of attack crows and his yeah. dog and his horse, and he's ready to attack. It all ties together. Oh. He was rescued by the crow, mm-hmm. Indians, Native Americans, right. uh-huh. to follow the crows. Mm-hmm. Right. To get vengeance like the crow. Yeah, exactly. Can't rain all the time. By the way, guys, his horse is named Horse, which is also the name of the horse in A Winter's Tale. Just saying. Shared universe. Okay. Same horse. All right. Same horse. Same He's horse. That horse has Colin... led a weird life. <laughs> He's going to meet up with Colin Farrell and Will Smith as the devil. Yeah, the dog's name oh. is Dog. By the <laughs> Don't way... forget the exciting telegraph action scene. Yeah. <laughs> Giant weapon, nation killer, stop. Send thousands, stop. Send everything you got, stop. I, mean. I like how he says, I like how he says, I'm going in it alone. 
but send thousands. <laughs> no, he says send everything you've got. Yeah, but like yeah, right yeah, after he says, I'm first. doing this alone. <laughs> so this is this is the big climactic scene in the film. Okay, so mm-hmm. right before that, he hands his horse and his dog off to the stable boy. Yeah, and I like that. Like he, you know, he says, you know, he like tells the stable boy, like, don't tie him up. If I don't come back, the horse will wander off and go join a winter's tale. <laughs> and by die at daybreak. And then he, I, I'm not gonna lie, my favorite part is he turns to the dog and he goes, I don't know what to say to you, and he just walks away. <laughs> I really liked that scene a lot. Colin Farrell made a cameo just to be like. How much for this horse? <laughs> His name is Horse. I don't know, but I think I'm about to kill your brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Then Russell Crowe starts chasing him. You know, it all comes together. More crows! It's all pointing towards the crows! Directed by Cameron Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> He's right, actually right. a raven. <laughs> so, so Jonah Hex shows up. He has a, he has a major fight with Michael Fassbender at this point. Oh yes, and he gives the that fire fist. Well, he kills him by putting <laughs> his head in the propeller, fight? which should have done a lot more than what, what oh, we saw yeah. in the aftermath. Yeah, it was a pretty bloodless death. Why was the propeller going? By the way, you never uh, know when you're gonna need a propeller. Dramatic effect. Because yeah. it looks cool, Steve. Duh. Mm, it didn't look that cool. <laughs> look cooler than no propeller. It it definitely did not look okay. <laughs> but as soon as he kills him, he grabs him, and then, uh, as, of course, because he's talking to the dead, so the guy, so Michael Fassbender is starting to burn up, and then Joan Hex punches his soul and k- kills him for for good. Yeah, yeah. double kills soul. him. Double, double kills him. You got a double tap. Anything we've learned from zombie movies, double tap. Keep going. Double tap. Double tap. Double tap. Double. This is our Kumite. It's double the Van Damage. <laughs> oh my god. Jean-Claude Van Damme is Quentin Turnbull. <laughs> That's how so, I, I, I feel his southern accent would be more convincing. <laughs> so you kill my son. I will kill everyone you love. <laughs> he kills Fassbender's character. Fassbender's de- dead city, population him. And uh, but he's about to kill Malkovich, but then oh what's this? We've got Megan Fox as a hostage. Just kill him. Who cares? Yeah. Well, no, Malkovich sees him, which just, he proves, or it proves, rather, that Jonah Hex sucks at stealth. He can't even, he can't yeah. even sneak up on the dead. True. Because <laughs> then he, get, cause he gets his ass kicked by he, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, he touched the dead body and he got his ass handed to him. Exactly. So, yeah, at this point, so at this point, this is, I do have two clips, guys, that I did manage to find. <laughs> this is uh, this is a clip. So, uh, because he has Megan Fox as a hostage, Josh Brolin drops his gun, and uh, they put him in prison. Now, I wanted to play. They they put them in shackles rather, um, so they can go ahead and launch these bombs at all the nations, I guess, everywhere in the world or everywhere in America, and Washington specifically, um, to uh, to blow it up, to blow it up off the map. Some great science here, and just this bit. Like, would you guys? You guys would argue Josh Brolin has a lot of like quippy one-liners, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Really weird in this scene because as this scene ends, it feels like they didn't have anything to give him because this is kind of. I'll just play this. It's when they're shackled and Megan Fox makes her way out of it. So here we go. You still got that Derringer in your vessel? 
No, he took it. What about that knife in your garter? Took it. What about that? Took it all, Jonah. Well, searched you for darn good, didn't they? When you? All right, look, here's what we're gonna do. You shout from the guard. Get him over here, use your feminine wiles, but not. When he gets close. What the hell? Tallulah Black's mama didn't raise no fool. Tallulah? Lala's a nickname. Tallulah. He just said Tallulah. 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 Well, he's, like he's trying to come up with something witty to say. I can explain that for you if you'd like. Okay. Tallulah Black is a character in the Jonah Hex universe who is uh, uh, Megan Fox. I think her name's Leela in the movie. It's her mom who Jonah Hex had a relationship with. But they don't ah. explain that in the movie at all. No, no, of course not. So it's a fun Easter egg for the ten fans that went to see it. Yeah, so exactly. in the context of the movie, it makes no sense. No, no, no. He's, no, he's an old no man does. remembering an old lover. No, 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 no. It's really easy, guys. Tallulah is the power call from Fried Green Tomatoes, and it's what oh Kathy Bates screams as she trashes the young girl's car who cut her off. Okay, all that having been said, my biggest my biggest criticism with that is that they didn't give him a funny line at the end. Tallulah! Like, all he sa- all he just does is repeat the name. You'd think he'd be like, I don't know, Tallulah, he's, like, well, that's... He's, put, he's putting the pieces together. What's he going to say? Oh, I knew Tallulah. Hey, I thought <laughs> uh, you know, No further like, questions. The way it ends, though. Fuck like your it's, mom. Hope you're not my daughter. Right? It's just very weird that, like, all of his other oh, scenes boy. have him saying something, like, ridiculous at the end. And that one just says, Tallulah, Tallulah, hmm, Tallulah. Like, be like, oh, I fucked your mom once. Yeah. I fucked your mom once about 20 years... How old are you again? Oh my god, this is old boy. Boom, head explodes, he kills himself. You've all seen the Spike Lee movie, right? But he's Spoiler already touching alert. himself, so he keeps coming back to life. Wait, who is supposed to be the director of this movie again? Uh, Neville Dean and Taylor. Cho, Cho, Cho Woon Pak or oh, something? Oh, yeah, he, the director of the original old boy. Hmm... hmm. Hmm. He says, stroking his chin smugly. (laughs) (laughs) They make their way out of the shackles. And uh, Jonah Hex finally gets his big showdown with John Malkovich. While Megan Fox tries to stop the guy from launching the detonator, which is a a glowing orange. Oh, Yeah, okay, what are the orange things? (laughs) I have no idea. Uh, From what I... What I could gather from the dubious science in the movie is that they would shoot out like primer shots Mm -hmm. that would all like poof 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 they would take places in and around the area you want to destroy and then when they launched the glowing orange orb when it hit one of the primer shots it would then connect to the other ones thus causing an explosion Oh my god, is this what happened to the rest of the Infinity Stones? Were there originally like 700 of them, but (laughs) people didn't know what they were, and then they were just like using them as like shrapnel explosions? They're they're spheres (laughs) containing human souls. (laughs) There you go. When when, uh, Megan Fox showed up uh, in this last bit where she's trying to save stuff, Emma finished her, her, this is her final quote, Wow, I really love that dress. Right? Yeah, she does. 
Yeah. All little girls want to be hookers and strippers. It's true. <laughs> That's why my oldest one really loves Harley Quinn. Yeah. See? Show what, what? her Coyote <sighs> Ugly. She'll love it. No. <laughs> Showgirls too. Oh, sure. Penny's from Her Penny. and her mother would probably enjoy watching it. Patty's seen Coyote Ugly a few times. Haven't we I mean, all? it's only a PG-13. Yeah. <sighs> Great. It, was al- it was almost rated R, but they cut the John Goodman dance scene down a little bit. <laughs> little and bit. all the blowjobs. They had to cut all the blowjobs. Just uh. so you only saw the tip of his peen. <laughs> <laughs> tip of peen, PG-13. <laughs> so we get, a, <laughs> we, get, we get the fight that you talked about earlier that keeps cutting back and forth from a legit fight Ugh. to the Soundgarden video dream. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. I th- super like distracting. I said, but this is my theory on what I think they were trying to go for, but they did an awful, awful job executing it. He was getting his redemption. Mm. Oh, I do want to go briefly. Um, we skipped over one little quick thing. Will Arnett's death scene? Because oh yeah, he, he gets bloodied. <laughs> yeah, so they launch a cannonball at the sh- at the ship, uh, and then the detonator, but. When Will Arnett looks up at it, it's almost like they filmed him and didn't tell him what he was supposed to be reacting to. <laughs> because he's just like, huh. Like, there's no reaction whatsoever. And then at the very end of it, he's like, oh. And then the shit, like, blows up. Killing look up everyone a, on board. What, what the hell is that? Oh, oh shit. You know, you know what this is? Like, is this the ship we built out of dynamite? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so Will Arnett is also Deadsville in this movie. Anyway, and, so yeah, let's not fight. forget the flamethrower. <laughs> it was a firefight. So Jonah eventually sticks Malkovich's head in that fucking wheel thing. Um, <laughs> the detonator gets stuck. It drops down. He blows up, and Jonah Hex and Megan Fox jump out to safety yep. hour and eight minutes into the movie <laughs> then we find out that the fireworks on the 4th of July are just what 100 plus year cover up and we also go back to Lance Reddick and he's like god bless America or whatever the fuck he says happy 4th of happy July happy 4th of July yeah, yeah. <sighs> they offer him to be the sheriff of America <laughs> he says no and he, yeah but he says uh, as far as I know, countries don't have sheriffs. No, dickweed, but they have marshals. U.S. marshals, Tommy Lee Jones. Exactly, <gasps> right? It's a prequel. Holy shit, Tommy Lee Jones says Turnbull. Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> oh, that would have actually been super good. I'd be sold. At least we know he can do the southern accent. Yeah. yeah. So, CGI Red Sky credits. Well, no, Jonah goes to visit his buddy Jeb's grave. Not his oh, wife right. or, uh, you know, the rest of his family or anything. Son. His son. Anything like yeah. that. No, he goes to see his buddy Confederate Jeb, who buddy. he killed. You know, no big deal. And they say, when a man has a heart full of vengeance, he better dig two graves. Well, I guess mine will just have to wait a little bit longer. Music by Master Tom. 
So that was Does Jonah that mean Hex, that Jeb was and his true love? And we have officially talked longer than the fucking movie is. That, hey, guess what? Shut the fuck up, Steve, because future Brendan's gonna fix that. No, no I don't think he is. Future Brendan. <laughs> oh, contraire, fuck you, future Brendan. So... Theme yes, music! Shut up. <laughs> so that's Jonah Hex. So guys, now that we've talked about Jonah Hex, we're going to take a brief little break here. So we will be right back. He's very, very wounded and scarred and jaded from his past. And he's shut off. Um, and he's so afraid of loving someone because he can't ever be vulnerable. And then you have Lila who who is in love with him openly really and it's sort of the struggle that that exists between the two of them for her to try to get him to open up and accept her and, and love her fully yeah that's what Jonah Hex is about motherfuckers Boom. wow Brendan those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding right thank you so that was a word from our sponsor Megan Fox um <laughs> But now, I think we're going to get a little cozy here. Set your voices down a couple of uh, uh, nodules and... Uh, Just uh, bring it in real close uh, Nathan, to the microphone. Nathan? Uh, yes, Brendan. Uh, Steve and Izzy, are you with us as well? We are with you. Okay. Welcome okay. to the haiku. So, um, the, low the low haiku. haiku. So this is where we uh, explain how we felt about this film with 17 syllables. Syllables of delightfulness. Mm -hmm. So do we all have a low haiku this evening? I do. I absolutely do. Well, should should we maybe let our guest begin? Of course, it's the Canadian thing to do. Okay, Stephen, you may begin with your low haiku. Oh, thank you, gentlemen. <coughs> Batman in Old West. Woulda, coulda, shoulda been. South will rise again. Very good, very good. Oh, some snapping for you. Snap fingers, snap fingers, snap fingers. <coughs> thank you, Steve. You're welcome. Nathan? Yes, I have mine here just... Jonah Hex, Scarface, Josh Brolin, isn't thrashing, Malkovich, no. Snap fingers, snap fingers, snap fingers, snap fingers, snap fingers, clap, 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 clap. Ooh, okay. And I guess that just leaves myself. I watched... Jonah Hex. Wait, it's over already? Mariah's penis. Come gather around, children, let me tell you a tale. Mariah's penis, as as big as a whale. The greatest haiku that ever haikued in the history of haikus. Some say it knew magic, some said that did not know fear. And she didn't know how it got in your ear. Oh, some say she used it to stick it in your rear. But I don't know the real answer, so I'll just drink my beer. 
Bravo, bravo. The fight. Oh, is that the part of the haiku? We're still, dilly we're still dilly. haikuing? <laughs> that was the longest haiku that ever haikued in the history of haikuing. I think, I think it's more of a dirty limerick. <laughs> uh, Nathan. Yes. What, didn't, didn't haiku used to team with the barbarian a lot? <laughs> haku. Wrestling. Racist. What? Get off my planet. <laughs> so Nathan, Steve, Izzy, we all felt a certain way about this movie, but Nathan, we always say something around here. And that is... Don't take a word for us! <laughs> yeah, don't take our word for it, guys. Um, Let's just check out Rotten Tomatoes right here for Jonah Hooks. Uh, we have a 12% uh, Rotten Tomatoes rating from the critics. But don't Oof. worry, because audiences liked it a lot more. They gave it uh, 20%. Hey, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, that's fair. So, But uh, I guess I'll, uh, I'll just read the first one here. This is from Tom Huddleston, so not Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston? <laughs> no, no, Tom Huddleston. Often confused. Loki? Often confused with Loki. I can't believe he killed me at the beginning of Infinity War. That son Spoiler! of a bitch. You spoiler-given motherfucker. For the first three minutes of the movie? Nathan hasn't seen it yet, Steve. <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah. Damn it, Nathan! Go with my premise! Sorry. <laughs> Damn it, Steve! <laughs> now, okay, he, pretend he doesn't know that we just said that. You ruined it for Nathan! Ruiner. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do, you ruin things, you ruiner. Yeah! Anyways, what did Loki have to say about this movie? Okay, so Tom Hiddleston from Avengers Infinity War and Time Out Magazine said, At 81 minutes with credits, Jonah Hex feels crude, lazy, and entirely perfunctory. Okay. I, well, he gave it a 1 out of 5. Somebody's got a word of the day calendar. <laughs> I know, right? Minutes. Uh, Raffer, not Reefer, Guzman <laughs> Please let it be from Reefer. Newsday... Yeah. Says there's just one ingredient missing. Anyone with a clue? Zing. I got one. Uh, Robbie Collin from News of the World wrote Jonah Kex, Jonah Rex, Jonah Hacks, Jonah Cax, Jonah Thicks, Jonah Crocs, Jonah Sucks. <laughs> Why is that a real review? That's a real review. Uh, he oh scored it one Lord. out of five. Weird. It sounded so glowing. Here's one for you guys. Uh, since we, since you guys mentioned it earlier, from Keith, uh, Keith Olick of Time Out as well. Man, Time Out magazine really like cornered the market on the reviews of Jonah Hex. Um, <laughs> all three of you, all, all three of you, clamoring for a sequel to Wild Wild West have got your wish. <laughs> one out of five. <laughs> Finally, Cliff Cliff Dorkson. Yeah, Dorkson. From the Chicago Reader, begins affably enough as a random slew of Leon-style squintathons and shootouts, but then loses its way in a dopey, anachronism-happy sci-fi plot. Wow, you thought the other guy had a word of the day calendar. <laughs> um, I've got some terrific audience reviews here. Oh, do tell. This one, I think this man is just confused. He says, uh, one star. James Brolin plays title character in this confusing adaptation of a DC comic book. 
James Brolin. <laughs> Not James Brolin, but good nope. try. Uh, this one uh, I'm going to step on. Uh, it's uh, from one of our fellow Canadians Ooh. at the what? Globe and Mail. Stephen Cole says, calling Jonah Hex a... Uh, sorry. Calling Jonah Hex a waste of time requires qualification. Given the action flick weighs in at 82 minutes... That is the weirdest assembling of words I have seen. I'm sure the full review might explain it a little bit better, but that is awful. This audience review says, This was Wild Wild West's relative. <laughs> <laughs> Not the sequel, but it's uh, it's relative. Relative, yeah. Shared universe. Yeah. It's, um, that, it's that cousin they don't talk about much. I, I love this four-star review that says, Oh yeah, liked it? Loved it. Wants some more of it. Did he try so hard that he can't get above it? Because it's 72 minutes long. Right. <laughs> Steve and Izzy, any more to add? Uh, I, I found one of those that I, I kind of found myself asking. Uh, Christian Toto of the What Would Toto Watch? Uh, there's a director's cut version of Jonah Hex, right? Because this film feels like a series of bullet points uh, disguised as a feature film. I I can get on board with that yeah. review. <laughs> uh, well, this is... Okay, this is weird. Because all the ratings are out of five stars, right? And this this review sounds glowing. It's very short. He just says, Oh, yeah! It's about time DC Comics stepped their game up. Two stars. <laughs> No, What's he's a, saying what? it's about time they start stepping it up. As in, this movie <laughs> needs to step it up. No, no. I think, Time's up, I, DC. I think with the oh yeah at the beginning. Without the oh yeah, I, I would believe you, Izzy. But he seems very excited at the beginning. Is it oh yeah or is it oh yeah? Oh yeah. It's about time for DC to step their game up. Oh, yeah. All capital letters with two exclamation marks. Oh, Kool-Aid yeah. man. chika <laughs> chika so okay in short people did not care for this yeah this is universally reviled i really wish i could find the guy who rates movies out of 100 but i can't find him right now <laughs> last week well the last time it was like 41 out of 100 not bad <laughs> the weirdest <laughs> I rating to two ever. points because yeah, no nudity yeah. I will say there's a lot of Wild Wild West uh, references somebody's like Wild Wild West Part 2 uh, funny at times but underrated what the fuck does that mean do you feel like it was steampunky enough to be Wild Wild West 2 no I think it was gadgety no. what, what mm. does this mean okay half a star is, for, is he gave it one star Half a star is for Megan Fox looking hot. As for the rest of the film, I'm going to take a thumper. Did he say he was going to masturbate? Yeah. Is that a masturbate or take a shit? He might be taking a shit. Is it a thumper? Hmm. Is it both? I think he's saying he's going to rear end a prostitute. I think that's what a thumper is. Somebody said the Lone Ranger had more legs in this movie. Wait, (laughs) let me me text Mariah and find out. She knows all about this. What is a thumper? Anyway, those are the reviews. Urban Dictionary. Folks. No, those, are, those are the Rotten Tomato reviews. So, having said all that, Stephen Izzy, I don't know if you know this, but we have a new rating system. What? Yeah. Get excited. We're all professional and whatnot. So, 
for this is this is from from top to bottom. So so best to worst. Okay. So was this movie wonderful? Movie magic in the water. Uh, can you not? Uh, or I cannot reach a judgment night. This was Captain America. Or did this movie make you Nick Furious? Uh, Steve. I would personally say it's Captain America. I had really high hopes going into it. Um, I knew before I went see it in theaters when they said it was PG-13, I was probably in for a shitstorm. Not quite the Geo shitstorm that uh, we watched, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it could have been better. Okay. Izzy? <laughs> I reject your new system and go with Homer Simpson's Unfortunately, at this point, I can only give it seven thumbs up. <sighs> seven thumbs up? What the hell does that mean? <laughs> Killing our rating system right out of the gate. <laughs> they, they don't call her Izzy the podcast killer for nothing. <laughs> if we can use, like, a, uh, I don't know, the metric conversion, it comes down to um, I could not make a clear judgment night. So you're there you doing go. convert it to Canadian. <laughs> Wait, so you're giving it the second highest rating? Is Izzy is not me. I'm I'm in Steve's camp here with the Captain of Meh, Rica. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm somewhere between Nick Furious and Captain of Meh, Rica. Um, I gave Suicide Squad to Nick Furious, but this one was at least seventy-two minutes long, so <laughs> it had that going for it. <laughs> And it had Mastodon on the soundtrack. I think if they had had the chance to explore some of the stuff that they were going for with a little more time, I think it might have actually been a good movie. Maybe. Or at least decent. You're right. We need a Jonah Hex reboot. Yeah. How about a director that didn't only do animated kids movies? <laughs> that would have been a good start. Um, but, hey, you know what? It's been great, guys. And gals, Steve and Izzy, thank you again so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. Thank you for Always. having us. Yes, thank you so much. Where can we find you? Oh, well, you can find us at the Everything I Learned From Movies podcast at eilfm.podbean.com. We're also on all those podcatchers. Uh, we're on Spotify, Podcast Addict. Uh, what's the other one? Stitcher, iTunes. iTunes, slash Apple iPods. Jonah Hexcast. But, but you can find Twitter. us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at EILF Movies. And, uh, if, and if you're looking for some great art, my yeah. wife Izzy has an amazing Etsy page at untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. And I have all kinds of fun. I've got movie monsters who love kittens. I've got Pokemans. I, have, <laughs> I painted every single American dog breed. And it almost killed me. (laughs) (laughs) And if it would have, Steve would have just held your hand and talked to you every day. It's true. true. Or maybe he would have played me this song. Cut! Cut! You're gonna cost us. What? I can't hear you over the music. I'm just out walking the dinosaur. I can feel my bank account emptying. <laughs> it's already pretty empty. Uh, it's actually not bad, right? So, where can we find you guys? Hold on, everyone. Just hold for a hot fucking second. Montrose Monkeyton. 
No, I haven't given the hint for the next movie. <gasps> ooh, oh, ooh. Oh. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Okay. So, Nathan. Yes. In two weeks, mm-hmm. we're going to, well, next week we'll have a mini episode. Right. In two mini weeks, episode. we're doing our next movie in our summer flopbuster series. Yes. So, what is your hint for our next summer flopbuster? My hint for the next summer flopbuster is. <laughs> That's what I think about that. There we have it. Okay. So now you can check out Montrose Monkington the Third uh, by checking out Montrose Monkington TV. Get away from my! Whoa, oh what, no! What? <laughs> you know what? I will let you do this sort of thing for your mini shows, as they call them, but I will not let you do it for the main. I I am Montrose Monkington the Third Esquire from Bananashire upon Hempton in the great country of England. Please do uh, feel free to check out my my YouTube channel Montrose Monkington TV, as well as uh, my my Facebook page Montrose Monkington the Third Esquire and Friends, and you can also follow me on Twitter at Montrose the Third. That's the number three, R D. Uh, you can uh, keep up with this delightfully British chimp puppet. Thank you. More later. So, Brendan, Nathan, where can we find your podcast? Oh, thanks for asking, Izzy. I don't know. Fucking ask Brendan. I don't follow that shit. Okay. Have a good night, everybody. No, wait. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, you can follow us uh, at WWTT Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search What Were They Thinking? Uh, we also have a Facebook group, What Were They Thinking Interactive, uh, where, you know, you can ask us questions. You can uh, give a shit. You can... Talk about how Stephen Izzy are insane California crackheads. I'm still waiting on that water, Takashi. I want my gummy bears. At least we didn't ask them how to get somewheres. No, nope, we're not bringing that up. And uh, oh, you can well, also... if you just nope, take nope, eighty, nope, you nope. can go east or west nope. until you hit the one hundred and one. No, if you go west, and <laughs> God damn it! What are you doing? So. You can also find us on pretty much any podcatcher. Uh, our main home base, I guess, is Podbean, but you can also find us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called. Spotify, Stitcher, Teddy Ruxpin, Al Jazeera, Al Qaeda, whatever you want, you know, all that stuff. Do you guys validate parking? <laughs> we do. That is it for our plugs. Um, oh, actually, you know what? We also have a Redbubble store. Just search for us on Redbubble, and we have Blocked by Bowl shirts. Yeah, buy a shirt. Come on. Ooh, what kind of other merch is there in your Redbubble? Well, we have Blocked by Bowl, and we also have our regular, what were they thinking, logo shirts. And you can also Ooh. get, like, uh, mugs and, you know, all kinds of different apparel. Can you get a yeah. flask? Can you get a flask? Probably, I don't know. Take a look. It's Redbubble. They're Redbubble. great. Redbubble.com slash people slash WWTT podcast. So having said Woo! all that, Nathan, mm-hmm. do you have any questions? Uh, a couple. Where's well, my water, Takashi? <laughs> other than, you know, where, you know, mini Steve's water is, mm-hmm. uh, I, again, talk to Brenda because. Hmm? <laughs> is that the name of his penis? M- mini Steve? Yeah. Okay. No, his penis I don't know. is you... called Goliath. Mini Steve is his other personality. <laughs> I think she. I think she named it that just to stroke the ego. More than oh, I stroke more else. than his ego. I, I usually yeah, call but... it a super ego, but you, you stroke his leg too. <laughs> oh 
So Nathan, so, you have questions. In a movie where <laughs> Josh Brolin has a butthole on his cheek and Megan Fox is supposed to be a strong female character and Malkovich is doing something that's not a southern accent but something and Aiden Quinn is the president and Luke Duke is in there for some reason I mean with a movie that's mixed up with all that sort of stuff and they only give it 73 minutes to breathe I really have to ask Brendan what were they thinking I found out what the thumper is it's the hole in uh, Josh Brolin's face (laughs) It's time, let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love good movies. We love the bad ones, too. So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh, yeah. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-last black holes of gratuitous movies It's time to get busy With your friend Stephen Izzy At eilfm.podbean.com Hi, I'm Ellen, and I'm scared we exist in the Matrix. I'm Jaslyn, and I'm bad at ad-libbing. And you're listening to High Expectations, the promo. For our international listeners, you can appreciate our cute New Zealand accents. For our local listeners, you might bump into us in the street three times in the same hour. Our podcast is about pop culture, sexuality, relationships, interesting hobbies, banter and ragging on each other. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, or anywhere you might like to find podcasts. Yay, please subscribe. Goodbye. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie up, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders. Uh, but I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Brendan here from What Were They Thinking? Uh, Before we let you go, we just wanted to let you know that uh, during the recording, we picked up a little mm, argument that uh, that transpired between Montrose Monkington III and, of course, his father, Montrose Monkington Jr. Um, Just keep in mind the views of both simians do not necessarily reflect that, those of myself or of Nathan or of Steve or Izzy. Uh, so please enjoy this little conversation. And you can find me at Montrose Monkington Jr. Father? <laughs> Hello, son. 
I'm here in California, where I retired with be with Steven Izzy. <laughs> well, good. I hope an earthquake gets you. That's awfully gauche. Well, what you did at the last family gathering was incredibly gauche. We all tossed off easy, son. Yes, but I had the dignity not to have peanuts in mine, good sir. <laughs> you and your... <laughs> good day. Good day to you, sir. You and your Atkins diet. I said good day. Fare thee well for now. Brendan, you leave this shit in! <laughs> <laughs>